Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would speak in ways that we can hear you today and move in ways that we can discern and respond to. Lord, we ask that in all things um, you would reflect your love through us uh, to the world around us. For we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Ah. Let's just uh, take a second. <laughs> um, today's theme is love. And I know that when I say the word love at this time of year, everyone here, every last person is thinking of Hallmark movies. <laughs> You're not? Good man. The kind of love we're talking about is more than that kind of romantic, sappy kind of love. It's the love that makes room. Today we focus on Mary. And Mary's love for God was so deep that she made all kinds of room for him. And because of that, God was able to do amazing things in her and through her that we benefit from today. Love makes room. And I want to stress that even though love makes room, Mary did not, as we know, she did not have an easy road. Her saying, let it be to me according to your word, plunged Mary into a fog. Anyone here live in St. John? Yeah, fog's a big deal. Right? There are days where you can hardly see the end of your car when you're driving in St. John, and it is scary. And if those lines aren't painted on the side of the road, it's like next to impossible to drive. There are days that are so thick. I have uh, had some conversations this week with people who say, I feel like I'm in a fog. I don't know which way's up. I can't see what's going on around me. Everything seems the same. I'm tired. It's dreary. I've had enough. And the good news is God works in fog. Mary asked the angel Gabriel, how is this going to happen? How, how am I supposed to be pregnant with Emmanuel? How does that work? And, and the, the angel said to her, the, the mighty one will overshadow you. It's going to be glorious and mysterious. And that same idea of the almighty overshadowing Mary, it happens elsewhere in the Bible, like the transfiguration. When Jesus shows the three disciples who what he really looks like, and, and Elijah shows up, and Moses shows up, and Peter in all his wisdom says, I'm going to build some houses now for you three. It's going to be great. And God speaks to them and says, Listen, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Are you in a fog? God works in fog. What are we to do in the fog? Listen. Attend the word of God and be attentive to what he wants to do. That's not the only place where there's fog, by the way in addition to the transfiguration and Mary being overshadowed, there's the temple and the tabernacle. Both of them are overshadowed with fog. And the priests of the day were like, we're trying to do something here, and this big cloud jumps right down on the sanctuary. We can't do what we're supposed to do. 
Sound familiar? I can't do what I'm supposed to do. I want to visit people. I can't. I want to do this. I can't. That doesn't mean that God is passive. God is working in the fog. What are we to do? To wait on him. We are to search for him and not just be doing silly things in the, in the meantime. I had an uncle who got lost in the woods once and he could have just kept walking around and getting more and more lost, but he stopped and he waited. Do you know what he was waiting for? The sun to move. He's waiting for the sun to move to figure out which way was east so he could figure out which way to get out. So Mary is there and she says, let it be to me according to your word. And that plunges her from a very safe life. She was engaged to Joseph. She was in good standing with her family. She knew what was going to happen the next day. It took her from that secure, clear place. And then her relationship with Joseph was called into question. Her standing with her family was put into jeopardy. Everything went foggy. But Gabriel gave her a word. She said, how can this happen? He goes, look, your cousin Elizabeth, she who couldn't get pregnant, she's pregnant. She's in her sixth month. Because with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. So Mary, attending to the word of the angel, she goes to see her cousin. And so we're going to start up there because Mary was the first disciple I don't know how many of us could say yes to God right now. I mean, I can't really do it at all because I'm a guy. <laughs> I can't really say, yeah, sure, I'll bear your son. Yeah, no. But that's, that's a hard thing because I think one of, the, one of the challenges in our generation is that we have this idea that this is my life, my rights, and I am entitled to things because of that. Mary didn't have that kind of uh, attitude. Her life was a gift from God. Her body, a gift from God. Her future, a gift from God. And when she received it as a gift, as a grace, she was able to be generous with it. I don't know if, if we're free enough for that. Man, I wish we were. I wish I was. But I don't know if I am. But Mary was in this fog after saying yes. And she goes and attends to the word and she goes to the hill country of Judea and she enters Zechariah's home and she greets Elizabeth. Have you ever had been so excited you couldn't sleep? I, can you think of that one Christmas where you were up at 4 a.m.? I don't think we did that, have we? Not yet. I did it when I was a kid. We were up at 4, all the gifts were open at 5 and we're like, now what? It's kind of anticlimactic, right? <laughs> But all of us have that. We were so excited. We just couldn't sit still. Mary needed to know. She had to go. She, so she went on this three-day journey. And this is the beautiful thing. She attends the word of God. And everything the angel said to her is affirmed. Mary, you're blessed. Greetings, highly favored one. You're going to uh, you know, bear Emmanuel. Uh, and then Elizabeth says, How is it that the mother of my Lord is here? Like, there's just affirmation after affirmation. It's all really powerful stuff. And Elizabeth prophesies. She's filled with the Holy Spirit, just like an Old Testament prophet. And with biblical prophecy, it's less about foretelling the future 
than it is like explaining the present. And she says, you are blessed because uh, you believed in the word of God and God's word is going to be fulfilled in you. Thank God for Mary. Thank God that she was able to love the way she loved. So affirmation after affirmation. What does this look like for us? I got I to gotta tell you a story that happened to me this week. I had a great Tuesday. Tuesday was awesome. I prayed uh, with, with Isaiah 55, a wonderful passage from the Old Testament, and God really blessed me in Isaiah 55. You should read it <laughs> and just sit with it for a bit. It's so good. And part of it says that I will not let my word that goes from my mouth return empty, but it will accomplish that which I have purposed, right? That afternoon on Tuesday, I went to a course and we, we sat and prayed with Luke 10 and it was a real blessing. God is inviting us to participate in what he's doing. Really exciting. Then Wednesday came. I got cranky on Wednesday. I, I had my schedule interrupted on Wednesday. And I had to do things I didn't want to do, things that weren't important. And I wanted to be praying with the group in, in the uh, youth room there. I wanted to be praying with them, but I was interrupted. By the time I got to go, I was really annoyed and I was frustrated. Okay? And we ended our prayer time and we went into communion. I was in such a state of desolation that I didn't want to have communion. I just wanted to go home and go to bed, to be honest with you. But then the readings that were assigned for that day for, for communion, the introductory sentence, Isaiah 55, I will not let my word return to me with, without accomplishing that which I purposed. The gospel reading for the day, Luke 10. Now that's not, hey, someone just prophesied over me exactly what an angel said to me yesterday, but that is when we attend God in his word, it's amazing how he speaks and shows up. He can do it through music that we listen to, through the words that people say to us. When we are attentive to the presence of the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter if we're in a fog or not, God is working. And when we don't know which way is up, God does He's with us in the fog, but he's not limited by the fog. You with me? Okay. <laughs> you, okay, all right. Colin, for everyone who didn't hear that, is lost in the fog. But we know where you are, Colin, and I will talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Mary responds to this affirmation from Elizabeth with, with a song, the Magnificat, and I, I'm, I'm not going to go into detail here. I just want to highlight two things. The first thing is she highlights that God did this for me. He did it for me. It's a personal thing. God loves you. He wants to be with you and, and like do things through your life a personal way. And she just celebrates that. She says, who am I that God wants to do this? But God exalts the humble. And so this is a personal thing. But then she does something that's really important, and is that she puts it in the wider context. She said, this isn't just about me. This is about what God's been doing since the beginning of time. That's what we do when we gather here every Sunday. Do you know that? We read the story. We go through the story. We say, yes, God loves me. He's concerned with my life. But this is about something bigger than me. 
and we are actually called to do his will in the world around us. We are called to be part of something bigger than us. Um, and so both of these things need to be held in tension. I'm really tempted to go on a soapbox right now, but I'm not going to. Oh. Part, of, part of what we are called to is to be other-oriented and to love others as ourselves and to protect others if we are able to and to serve others when we are able to. That's part of what it is that the gospel we've been called to. The story of God is a story of love. And we are invited into this relationship of love. And love makes room. Mary is the first disciple who was filled with Jesus. She made room and it drastically changed her life. Didn't make it easy, but man, did it make it blessed. And we are called into that same story of love. So if you are feeling right now that you're fatigued and you're in a cloud, that's okay. You're in good company. I think we all are. But what's even better than that, what better news than that, is that God works in the cloud. Our task right now is to attend to him and to his presence, to wait, to listen, and to respond and see what God is going to accomplish. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would give us grace to trust in your love for us. It is sufficient. It is beautiful. It is humbling. And we thank you so much for it. What a gift. Please help us to take our eyes off of our individual situation to see what you're doing in the wider picture. And Lord, give us grace to take part in the story that you have called us to play. And may we, in all that we say and all that we do, may we bring glory to your name and may we advance your kingdom by your grace that this world may know your hope and your peace, your joy and your love through their coming to know you. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen.